This call is being recorded. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. It's only like uh, 11 months and some change till uh, signing day, 2022. So I've been uh, immersing myself in the 2022 class lately. And I think I want to get into all the football stuff next week. Um, sure. Let's, let's do we a are little five bit weeks of- from spring practice. How about that? Five weeks from basically today. Five weeks. That's it. That's amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. Um, so, yeah, I say we will keep this podcast a little shorter than most of them, but we'll keep it very basketball-centric. And I think first and foremost now that we have – Wednesday's games behind us. We're cutting this at nine o'clock on a Thursday. Uh, again, I'm full disclosure with everybody. Um, I used to jump on your case because you told everybody when we were screwing up, but now I figured let's just let them know in advance. We we're kind of screwing this up, but um, <laughs> this is going to be for Friday's podcast, and so it'll go out at midnight on fr- on Friday. I get if on it, Thursday. Is it midnight Thursday? Thursday? Yeah, it's mid- I would call it midnight Thursday. I do too, but I guess technically it's not. Yeah, right? It's 12 o'clock Thursday or Friday. 12 o'clock. I mean, 12.01 is definitely Friday. Isn't that that uh, country song is 12 o'clock somewhere? So 11.59, it's Thursday. 12.01, okay. it's Friday. But 12.00, boy, that's a gray area minute right there. You're going to have to start a GoFundMe for my give a damn on this because I really don't care. <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, um, so we got through Wednesday's games. And after Wednesday's games, I think that uh, for the most part, things went about as well as they could. I I didn't think Mississippi State could beat LSU, though I would have liked it. Um, I don't know who I was pulling for between Tennessee and Georgia. I'm kind of glad Tennessee won to maybe douse uh, a hot Georgia team with some uh, cooling water so that uh, they come into Tuscaloosa, maybe just on a little bit of a downer. And I don't care how we beat them. I don't care if if they play like shit and we play just above like shit to beat them. I'm not looking for like an extra special performance these next few games. Just give me these wins and let me get the hell out of here with this championship banner. Agreed. And uh, the Missouri loss was was helpful. Missouri is a very good team. But as we talked about smartly, sometimes we shock people and have wise observations. And uh, what we wisely observed in the last podcast is winning at Ole Miss is pretty tough. That, that's a pretty good basketball team in Oxford. This, you know, it worked out, but you – and I'm going to edit it, and so people may not know what the hell I'm talking about, but for those who don't know, Jimmy walked into uh, the channel while he was talking, and it cut off, and he literally said, one of the wise things we just talked about and then went dead for 10 seconds and came back and said, but it's uh, Ole Miss is a very tough team. So it would have worked <laughs> if I just edited it, but it was kind of funny being on my end because you literally cut out on the part where you were about to tell us whatever the hell the answer was. <laughs> no, I was saying is uh, on the podcast yesterday we uh, that we recorded yesterday uh, and, and you guys listened to, we talked about how hard it is to beat Ole Miss and Oxford, that Ole Miss is a good team. And despite the fact Missouri would be favored, uh, that was no gimme win at all. Uh, Ole Miss could easily win the game, though we all know Missouri's, you know, probably a better team. And uh, but that's exactly what happened. Ole Miss won the game. Uh, it created more separation for Alabama uh, in the standings. Alabama's now uh, free and clear with a three-game lead and 
have uh, a tiebreaker advantage over everyone currently tied for second. So really, it's like a four-game lead uh, with only six to play. So four-game lead with six to play, just win the next two, and let's see where we are. I mean, I'm not saying that just win the next two and we're SEC champs, but let's win the next two and then see what the standings look like. And uh, we might just be a game away at that point. I mean, we could be. So, uh, but, you know, the Georgia game won't be a gimme for us. Alabama has no real home court advantage like anyone else in the SEC. There won't be a lot of fans there. It will be a familiar environment. And if there is an advantage, it belongs to Alabama, but it's not the typical home court advantage. And Georgia's a good team. They pushed Tennessee uh, last night. And Tennessee, we know, is good. Tennessee is a gifted bunch. Uh, Tennessee's one team I look at, Luke. Right now, I think there's about six teams in the SEC that are headed to the NCAA tournament, and Tennessee is one of them. And to me, Tennessee, along with Alabama, is one of the teams that I think can get to the NCAA tournament and make a little noise. Tennessee's good, and that freshman last night, Keon Johnson, I think, he uh, yep. well, he dunked on one of those Georgia's guys so bad that I feel like the Georgia guy may have just walked to the bench and said, Coach, here's my shit. I've, I've got to go find something new to do. I've got to pick up lacrosse or golf or some shit. I can't do this anymore. I'm, I am now, in infamy, uh, a poster. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Pons – even though he's not a good scorer, Pons is one of my favorite players to watch in the whole conference. I mean, uh, I don't know. He didn't ever... last night. Oh, he didn't? I didn't know. I, I didn't get to see any of Pons didn't play in Tennessee one. No, they, they, well, they beat the fire out of them. Really? They were up by boatload and they ended up winning by eight, but um, yeah. Um, Tennessee turned over the ball. Uh, some team had 20 turnovers in that game. I'm just now, I'm just now recalling a uh, statistic. I think there was a uh, 20 turnovers, uh, which is a lot. That's a lot. That's, or that's what Alabama calls a Wednesday game. <laughs> True. We'll t- we, we ain't afraid to turn it over ourselves, as we talked about also in the last podcast, that really with only Quinterly being a true point guard, uh, Alabama's ball handling isn't the best on the perimeter. Let me tell everybody about betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag, as I'm going to do right now, because I think that live read worked so damn well last time I did it, as I type in betonline, and it autofills to betonline.ag. And I'm looking at, uh, well, these are going to be Thursday games, but I'm just curious, uh, Purdue, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota is a three-point favorite tonight on Thursday. You know who won, but uh, I think that's pretty interesting. Now, where I like to go, let's go to some of these player props. Well, they don't have anything loading on there right now. That's okay. We do have it. I'm sorry, Miami Heat at Houston Rockets. How about this? Here are the game props for that. You can have the um, you can just take the the, the straight up bet, uh, Miami one and a half. You can have um, a double result. What does that even mean? Oh, I think I get that. I think that means you can say Houston can win both the first and second half, or you can say Houston wins the first half, Miami wins the second half. Or you can say Miami wins the first half, Houston wins the second half. I mean, it's crazy the amount of That was a lot of options. That's a lot of options. I mean, I'm looking here. If you want to bet on how many assists Jimmy Butler will have, you can bet on that. Or how many points. Or here's one thing. They've got points plus rebounds. Going with eight assists for Butler. Going with eight. Well, how about this? Points plus assists plus rebounds for Jimmy Butler. You can – Or more is plus 131. 
That's a pretty good bet to me. I think that's a good bet. I might take that. Um, but anyway, betonline.ag has everything you want. If you bet on uh, sports, if you bet on esports, if you like blackjack, if you like the casino, they have a live casino. Um, you can do a race book, poker, whatever you want. Go to betonline.ag, use the promo code locked on, get that 50% welcome bonus. You put in 100 bucks, you get to play with 150. You can't beat that with a stick. You can beat an egg, you can beat a bush, you can't beat that. Go to betonline.ag. Also, want to tell everybody about rockauto.com. Rock Auto, you know how good they are. They don't sell fuzzy dice, much to my chagrin, but you know what? That's probably good. Um, they do sell everything else you need. They've got all kind of windshield wiper blades, any kind of windshield wiper blade you need. If you need some little bolt for your windshield wiper, they got that. They got rear view mirrors. They got seat covers. They got um, whatever you need, a chassis. I mean, again, I'm just throwing out random car parts because I don't know much about cars, but I don't have to. Rock Auto knows for you go to rockauto.com check them out it is a super super simple website that's what i love about it it's like basically they don't have a lot of frills on their website it's tell me the model of your car tell me the make and model in a year and then uh you know we'll find whatever parts you need they don't have a bunch of junk they don't have a bunch of things to confuse you it is very simple for the average joe to go get a part from rockauto.com so go to rockauto.com check them out and we would appreciate it all right, Jimmy. Um, so we got Georgia coming up. That's going to be an interesting game. They're not bad. I'm going to go ahead and make my plea once again to sit Herb Jones. I understand. I, I, I think we always have to add the asterisks. I love him. I love him in a way that's unnatural. I think he's a fantastic <laughs> human being. I think he's a, a, a borderline if you said name – now, he's not a top 10 player in Alabama history. He's probably not even a top 20 player in Alabama history. But if you said name the top 30 or 40 players in Alabama history, Herb Jones is probably going to be on that list. And you say, well, that's a big deal. We have, we've had a lot of dudes run through this program. Herb Jones is somebody that if you made an all-time Alabama team and you said, okay, he's my first man off the bench, you're not going to hurt yourself because he's going to defend the shit out of whoever he guards. And he's, he's not going to kill you. But right now, Jimmy – Here's the thing. Right this very minute, he is kind of hurting. Now, maybe, maybe there's some chemistry factor. I'm not working in here. Maybe the team needs him out there from a guidance standpoint. Maybe. Um, I'm trying to figure out why we find it necessary to keep putting him out there when his back is clearly not not even 50%. Well, I would even, I mean, to me, this makes some level of sense. Uh, Warm up. Do, Do Warm up lightly. Don't practice. I'm sure he's not practicing. He's probably just going to treatment, not practicing. Go, uh, if you're cleared by the doctors, go warm up before the game. Warm up lightly. Don't do any major back hurting type activity. Uh, Warm up lightly. Stretch yourself. Get ready to play. Let's not start Herb. Let's put another group of guys out there and see how they do. If we get in the second half and there's 10 minutes left and the game is tight, uh, then put in Herb. But if we don't need him, don't play him. I, I think so you could you could sort of do accomplish both things, uh, have Herb available, but uh but but plan or hope that you don't have to play him. That 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 makes a lot of sense to me. Uh secondly, I would just do exactly what you're saying. Uh, option number two to me is just don't even dress Herb. Don't even tempt yourself. <laughs> if you lose, you lose. We we do have a cushion. Uh, but but I don't believe – for instance, Luke, wouldn't you agree 
that based on what Herb produced in the stat sheet the other night, uh, we didn't we didn't win the game. Uh, you know, in our, our Tuesday night game, we didn't win uh, because Herb played at South Carolina. I mean, we didn't beat South Carolina because, thank God, Herb played. I mean, if anything, Herb was a little detrimental to the cause the other night. So I would either, like I said, uh, have him available but only break glass in case of emergency, or number two, don't even tempt yourself by, by not even dressing him out. Hell, let him spend all day Saturday in the cold tub or the hot tub or the cold tub or the hot tub and, uh, and, and not play him at all. And then let's see how he feels uh, to even make the trip to a college station Wednesday or not. I, that's, that's how I'd approach it. I'd rather Herb sit out now than his back gets so bad that he can't play in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. The thing that jumps out to me, Juwan Gary playing two minutes is just disgusting. I mean, that just sucks for him so hard. Um, and we talked about that in the podcast the other day because we know Jawan Gary is a Columbia, South Carolina native, and that just seems like BS. But um, Herb Jones played 29 minutes. He was one of seven from the field, only one of one from three-point land. No free throws, one offensive rebound, four defensive rebounds. But here's, I guess, where, man, it, it kind of makes a difference. He had seven assists, Jimmy. I didn't wow, know geez, that. I didn't know that either. That's I, I did not know that number and watching the game did not realize that, but that's that's why Nate is uh not a fan of the podcast. That's why Nate's not <laughs> listening to the podcast. That's why Nate doesn't like us at all. Because yeah, it's like, why, hey, hey morons, uh he had seven assists. Yeah, okay. So I, I'm still gonna stand by what I said. Yeah, you're um, right. And, I, and you are right. I, I mean, I'll believe you're right. I, I know he had seven assists now, but I, it doesn't change my mind. I, I don't think he should have played the other night. But it's funny to me, the next closest guy in assist was Keon Ellis with three, who only had 16 minutes. So here's my thing. Take Herb out. Start Keon Ellis. I'm on the start Keon Ellis bandwagon right now, big time. Not because I dislike Herb. I want Herb healthy for the for the run. We need Herb right. later. I don't need right. Herb against Vandy. We need to stop turning over the ball. I, it's crazy that I would shuffle things up, but just like you said, this is what I would do, and I know people are going to shout this down, but but Saturday, what I would do against Georgia to start the game all the way into the first media timeout, I start not only Keon Ellis, where Herb normally starts, uh, I'd start Quinterly too and try to cut down on the turnovers and have my five some of Quinterly, Shaq, Petty, Keon, and Alex Reese. That, that would be my starting five uh, Saturday and uh, – I would have Herb dressed out, but but I would go into the game planning not to play him. I'm only playing Herb uh, in the second half in a tightly contested game. Here's another thing. Herb Jones had five fouls. Nobody else had more than three. So it, That's I mean, because his back hurts. I, I'm convinced three. that's true. It's cost him a half step. It's cost him a half step. That's That half step means everything. The half step turns a great defensive play into a foul. A half step on the football field leads to a missed tackle. All right, Jimmy, I mean, let's take a break. When we come back, we will wrap the podcast up. Okay, so we got Georgia on Saturday, and here's a here's another good thing coming up. That uh, Tennessee and LSU play Saturday, and Arkansas and Missouri play Saturday. That works out about pretty damn well for us because Tennessee, LSU is about to take care of one of our competitors. And Missouri, who is now 
more games behind than Arkansas can beat Arkansas at home and they can pretty much take care of Arkansas as one of our competitors. Then all of a sudden, you know, if we get this win and if we can beat a bad A&M team and a horrible Vandy team at home, I think this deal's cut. I agree. Uh, agree a hundred percent. I hate looking ahead three games, but these are three very winnable games. It's a great stretch to sit Herb. But it would be nice to get Bruner back because now when you think about it, we're playing with 12 players because uh, Chiku is out for the year, right? So we're playing with 12 guys, and now Bruner has been out. So that's 11. And now Gary's out. That's 10. You take Herb out. Now we've got nine guys. And two of those guys are Darius Miles and Ambrose Hilton, who haven't played a ton of minutes. Uh, they played, but but not a ton of minutes. But if we had nine guys and two of them are Miles and Ambrose Hilton, we sort of just now have a rotation of seven. And, boy, well, well, welcome to Alabama's very recent history on the basketball court. At least we're used to it. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it, the, the bodies are piling up a little bit, and, and at some point it's going to really affect you. But these three games, Georgia at A&M, Vandy at home, I mean, if we're the best team in the league, we don't need to be at full strength to win, to win those games. I'm with you, Luke, that I could give a shit less about style points, just win the game. Win the game and move on. As a matter of fact, playing tight games might be something that really helps you down the stretch because we haven't played in a lot of games where we're inbounding the ball with six seconds left down by one and we got to make a basket. Guess what? That could easily happen in March. So let's, uh, heck, let's just play a little shorthanded and, and, and if these games are tighter than they normally would be, maybe that's something that helps, helps the team. There's never been a year where style points will mean less because everybody in the world knows Gonzaga and Baylor are getting one seeds, okay? Then you're and I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, then it's a kind of a toss-up. But nobody gives a shit about style points right now because you don't have a lot of people vying for those number one seeds. You, you've got two, two of them solidified. They're done. I mean, Baylor could about lose out and – Everybody's still like, yeah, they're a one seed. So I feel like I don't care about style points. Just get me the dubs. And plus the pandemic factors in. Yep. Yep. Uh, couldn't agree more. Don't care about style points. Don't care about margin of victory. Don't care how pretty it looks. To be frank, we've only played in like one or two NCAA tournaments in like eight years or something. I, I don't <laughs> – I know this sounds dumb, but I, I don't really care where we're seated. Just I'm just happy to be there. Uh, even if we're a two or a three, uh, we will be a big favorite in, in the first game that we play in the tournament. <laughs> and then that second game, and see, that's the beauty of the NCAA tournament or why it's so fun. Yeah, if we're a number two or number three or number one, we'll be a big favorite in the first game. But after you win that first game and now you're in round two, now you're playing a game to go to the Sweet 16, I do not care what seed you have. Your matchup in that second round is hard. You're playing somebody that's good. You're definitely playing someone that can beat you. Uh, and, and Alabama historically has only gotten past the second round seven or eight or nine times, like ever, ever. So that, that second round game to determine where they go to the Sweet 16 is going to be a tough matchup. I don't care if you're a one, a two, or a 12. It's a tough matchup. So let's just get in the damn thing and see what happens. Yeah, and I think that um, you, you make a great point about that because the the mentality of basketball is so different 
I mean, it is everybody begins to gear up for the tournament. You you kind of you can lose focus towards the end of the year. And people love to say, well, you want to come in the tournament all hot. But I, I mean, I think you can find cases both ways here. I mean, yeah. UConn where got teams to, get hot, where yeah. teams get hot in the tournament. That's right. And and UConn became extraordinarily um, on fire with the Kimball Walker years. But there have been a lot of instances where teams that are, you know, end up being number one seats may lose in the second round of their conference tournament or they come limping into the tournament. And you're like, well, they're, they're limping into the tournament. But they're still pretty damn good, and, and that's why they're they one seed. On. That's why they're a one seed. And that's like you said, I mean, obviously Gonzaga and Baylor—they're one seeds. That's over. Whoever the other two one seeds are will be beatable teams, including Alabama. You know, you're talking about beatable teams—teams teams that aren't infallible, teams that have bad nights. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's a year, Luke, where we are likely to see a Butler-type team make it to the Final Four. Uh, and, and and I'm sure everybody will blame it on the pandemic, and, and maybe that is a factor. But I, I think it's more the makeup of the field this year where there's only two really, really good teams, and they're not even tra- traditional powers in the North Carolina Duke sense. Um, I, I think it's just a good year that a group of five-type team, a, a mid-major, uh, is going to get hot and uh, – and make a run, whether you're talking about Loyola of uh, Chicago or, or Butler, you know, it, it, it has happened in the very recent past. And there's no doubt that Alabama will play that team in the second round. <laughs> in the first round. <laughs> in the first round. Boost um, to Bruce right. Pearl and uh, Wisconsin-Milwaukee in round one. No, oh, uh, and Alabama, hey, hey I, I, we'll say it a hundred times, and, and it deserves saying because it's it's so true. I think this Alabama team, just my, my read on it, yeah, we're – we're a team that could go down in a shocking upset in round one because we have nights where it's just really difficult for us to score the basketball. But we could also be the first Alabama team to make it to the Final Four. We could. It's very realistic. We've never made it to the Final Four. This team could do it, and uh, that's what's exciting. I totally agree. I think they could make it as as well, but uh... – I'm going to stop short of predicting it until I see what the, the – that's why I pick, predicting Final Fours is so dumb until you know what the bracket looks like, right? Right. Uh, that's, that's, that's right. I mean, it's hard to predict anyway. I mean, nobody, no, nobody ever gets it right. I'm just saying this Alabama team, unlike others in previous years where you felt there was a ceiling, like, ah, we might win one game. Uh, no, this Alabama team could make it to the Final Four. I, I'm – I'm highly optimistic. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure I'm going to project that yet, but they could. Uh, we could also lose in the first round to whoever wins the Sun Belt because there are nights when we really struggle to score, and if that happens in round one, we could lose. All right, buddy. We will talk about the uh, what we hope to be a big Georgia win first of next week, and uh, we'll also start talking more football. I want to get into like the top 10, 15 players in the state of Alabama first of next week. Oh, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Now you're hitting the sweet spot. <laughs> That's what she said in a Michael Scott voice. All right. <laughs> Roll Tide. Roll Tide, everybody.